Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Super excited to speak with you about this topic, 
are you building with the future in mind? So for anyone who doesn't know me, my name is Sarah McCord. I'm a communications and marketing strategist, and I'm president and COO of Breakfast with Champions. So as I was thinking about this topic this morning, I was thinking, are you building with the future in mind? What do I want to what do I want to share on that front? And I actually came back to a who, what, where, when, why, how model that I want to talk about as far as building with the future in mind. Like my brother Marvin, I'm super strategic. So I thought I'm gonna build I'm gonna break this down with a who, what, where, when, why, how. So to me, the first thing that you have to know to build with the future in mind is who do you want to be? And it's something that you really want to dig into. It's something that you really want to hone in on. And the reason why is because we all define things differently, right? Based on our context, based on our base of experience. So you want to really chart out who your future self is to you. And I'm going to give you an example and a story to kind of flesh that out a little bit. So the first example that I want to give, right, it's almost the start of 2022. Actually, if you're listening to podcasts, it could be any point in time, but right now in Clubhouse, we're just a few days out from the new year. And so a lot of people talk about their future self being healthier. I want to be a healthier person in 2022. Those of you who know me know that I love fitness. It's a passion of mine. It's actually how I first met Candice, our incredible uh, new head of programming. We met at a fitness tour. And... Um, the thing about being a healthy person and how everyone defines it differently is that one person's picture of being a healthy person in movement might just be moving every day. It might be that that's what healthiest is what's healthiest for you, right? You don't want to overtrain. You just want to move. You want to do what feels good in your body. Maybe that's doing yoga or maybe you're an elite athlete and being a healthy person means pushing yourself, means setting speed goals, right? The same thing goes for when we think about a healthy person as far as nutrition, right? There are some people who, for them, being a healthy person around nutrition in the new year is going to mean that they're saying, I'm going to stay away from these certain food groups because when I build for the future healthiest version of myself, um, you know, I have these aesthetic goals or I have these goals around, you know, how I'm going to look and what I'm going to eat that are really specific. And then there's a whole school of thought that's on the entire other side of the spectrum that says that that's restrictive, that says that that's diet culture, and that says that maybe being the healthiest person means that you never restrict any food group ever. So you get to define for yourself when you build for the future who that person is going to be. And there's a story that came to mind for me that I wanted to share under this heading of who you're building to be. Flash your mics if you've read Glennon Doyle's Untamed. Flash your mics if you've read Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I know we have some Glennon fans in the room. All right, then you know the story that she starts untamed with, and it's a story where she takes her daughter to the zoo, and there is a cheetah show. Um, there is a show where they have trained a cheetah to chase behind a truck so that all everyone in the viewing audience can see just how fast the cheetah is. So you go, and you're in the stands, of this incredible show at the zoo. It's ticketed. Everyone's so excited. They're going to get to see just how fast Tabitha the cheetah can run. So 
the trainer comes out and instead of a cheetah, she has with her a yellow lab, a yellow lab named Millie. And she says to everyone in the audience, you know, she's, she's hyping up the kids. Is this the cheetah? No, that's not the cheetah. Uh, right? That's Millie. And she asked them to raise their hand if, if they have a dog at home, if they have a yellow lab. And she's, well, she says, well, let me explain to you how we get Tabitha the cheetah to chase behind the truck. She says, you see the truck? You know, the pickup truck right there, they tie a little stuffed animal to the back of the truck. It's tied by a string. She goes, what we do is we have Millie, the yellow lab, chase after the bunny that's tied to the truck as fast as she can. And Tabitha the cheetah watches. And then after Tabitha the cheetah watches Millie, she knows and she remembers her training. And so we'll let her out and she'll chase after the truck as fast as she can. And you all will get to see just how fast a cheetah runs. So the whole audience, they're hyped up. The kids can't wait. So that's exactly what they do, right? They run the engine. They start the truck. And Millie the Yellow Lab chases after the truck as fast as she can, trying to get that stuffed bunny at the back of the truck, just as they say. And then they say, like, are you ready to see the cheetah? Are you ready to see the cheetah run? And the kids are all hyped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't wait to see Tabitha. They run the engine. They let her out of the cage. And just like Millie the Yellow Lab, Tabitha the cheetah chases after the truck so fast. All of the kids see in no time flat how fast this cheetah can sprint from one end of the track to the other. It's incredible. They throw Tabitha the cheetah a stake. Um, they take Tabitha the cheetah back to her little kind of, uh, her little field, her little area where she goes. And then they open it up for Q&A. And I guess that one of the children in the audience asks if Tabitha the cheetah misses the wild. And the zookeeper, you know, just gives like a really politically correct answer about how Tabitha was raised in the zoo and the zoo is safe and it's her home and it's her friends and it's her family. So Glennon Doyle, again, this book is called Untamed, is reflecting about actually how uncomfortable that whole show made her feel. And she's talking with her daughter about it. And she's talking about the fact that she feels on some level like it's wrong, like they've tricked this cheetah into thinking that she's a yellow lab. And they're like, this, this cheetah should be in the wild, like the child asked. But instead, because every day the cheetah does what the yellow lab does, the cheetah thinks that it's a yellow lab. So anyway, they're looking at her in the field, and Glennon Doyle says that once she's away from everyone, once Tabitha's away from the show, they actually see the cheetah change her posture a little bit, look a little bit more powerful, and Glennon Doyle says she remembers. So I wanted to leave with that story this morning because actually her encouragement at the beginning of Untamed is to say to remember that you are a swear word, cheetah. And I think that when the first thing that my encouragement to you would be is when you think about are you building with the future in mind and who you want to be in the future and who you want to be in 2022, even if you have been behaving like a yellow lab your entire life, you can remember that you're a cheetah. So that to me is the most important point that I wanted to hone in on this morning and building for the future is knowing who you are in the future, knowing if there's that cheetah in there. So as I said, I was going to work through who, what, where, when, why, and how. And I promise, just like the brilliance of Mel Delgado, if I spend too long on the first point, I'll go more quickly through the rest. <laughs>
So another thing that, you know, I very frequently say in my segments, I said it at Grow for God, and people always ask me kind of questions around planning and leadership. I always say that before you uh, take on a project, you should always know your role and your goal. That's something I've said a lot of times, whether, as I said, whether it's in leadership, whether it's in content, really anything in life. I think if you know your role and your goal, you're going to be on the right track. So to me, the who and the what are really symbiotic, right? So the who is your role and the what should be your goal. What are the things that you are building towards in the future? What does your future who do? What does your future who feel and achieve, right? You're building for that future what? So you want to know the who, you want to know the what. The next is the where, right? Who, what, where, when, why, and how for building for the future. And one of the things that I want to, again, challenge you to think about when you think about where you're building for the future is that where is not just a physical location, right? Now, it can be. I remember hearing Amelia answer a question. Um, actually, if I can't see if TM's on stage, but the TM had asked a while ago because there was something that they were talking about in his genius key assessment where um, she had said that because um, he has like some fire qualities that he'll be more creative by the water. And that just stood out to me because I always feel more creative when I'm at the beach. Um, and I like that. I can use that as an excuse. I can say I'm just more creative by the water. Um, but it's not just a physical location when we talk about where, right? Your where can also be internal. It can be your mental habitat. That's why with Breakfast with Champions, we talk about starting your day every day with motivation, education, and inspiration. Because in order to build for the future, you have to be so protective of your where. You know when you look at people and like they're kind of lost in their thoughts and you actually say, where are you? Because you can see that sitting still, someone is somewhere else. And I think that protecting where you go, not only physically, but where you go in your mind when you're building for the future, it's extremely, extremely important. So again, right, building for the future, who, what, where, when, why, how. Next up is the when. In order to have uh, an important and in order to um, build for the future in a significant way, I think it's important to know that the when can vary, right? Um, and actually, as I said earlier this morning when I opened the room, David Spizak led an incredible- Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Session in the champion circle last night, which again, if it's the first time you're hearing about the champion circle from Breakfast of Champions, you definitely want to look it up because it's always inspiring. And he said that the only way that you achieve goals is to have timelines. And I asked him to hone in on that. And he said that to him, he never sets a goal further out than 90 days because he thinks that that's the only way that you achieve it. And then from there, he breaks that down into 30-day chunks and from there into weekly chunks. And then he literally broke out, based on your income per year, how, what your hours need to be worth, um, which was an extraordinary, extraordinary exercise. Um, 
And then Glenn actually came on at the end and he said that he was going to break the rules and challenge everyone to imagine being more successful than they've ever been a year from now. And I think when we say, are you building with the future in mind, right? Those two ideas are so important, right? Are you building for where you are 90 days from now? Or are you building from where you are a year from now? And I do think that ideally you'd have a picture of both. I think that you'd understand, right? When you think about when, when do you need to achieve something to build for the future? There might be something you need to do today. There might be something you need to do before the end of the year, but there might also be that you're training for, I know I keep coming back to fitness, but I always feel like it's an analogy we can wrap our brains around. If you sign up for a race that's, you know, five, eight, six, nine, 12 months out, right? That's your one. And that's also going to help you break down to those 90 day and those 30 day goals. So again, we've covered the who, the what, the where, the when, what's left is the why and the how. Um, now, as far as your why, the one thing that I want to challenge you is that so often in this room, we hear brilliant, brilliant people on stage ask you, do you have a why? And on the one hand, I'm always so um, heartened and impressed with the people who tap in with their why as a knee-jerk reaction. This is my why. It's neat. It's tidy. It's one sentence. I know exactly what it is. But the other kind of question I have sometimes when people say it that quickly is I'm wondering, is it because it's so ingrained and they're living it out every single day and it's just part of their, of their DNA, it's part of their ethos, or are they kind of just saying it because they've, it's rote memorization? And so one thing that I really want to challenge you on when you think about building with the future in mind in a powerful way, in a way that will be transformative, in 2022 is make sure that your why isn't just something that you memorize, but that it's really something that you're living into. I think that that will make a profound difference. So then the last point this morning, right, is how. How do you build with the future in mind? And I think that there are a couple points here when we think about the how. The first is to understand that it's not a given, right? It's not a given. I actually wrote down this morning um, when Marvin said, Marvin, where's your quote that I wrote down? Um, he said, you can't make new plans from an old mindset, right? So you have to understand that it's not a given. The how is not a given. You have to be focused intentionally on building for the future. And I think that two other ways that we can see, you know, as you said, an old mindset, you can see people who are building with the past in mind. We meet them in our life. They're the people who are still hanging on to who they were in high school, or it's the businesses who refuse to adapt to new technology because they think that it's never going to be relevant. Those people are building with the past in mind. You want to build with the future in mind if that's your goal, right? The other thing I was thinking about is that some people build with the present in mind. And the best example I can think of that is my two-year-old. So <laughs> any of you who've heard me talk about my girls on stage, my five-year-old Aviva is cautious and measured. That's her nature. And my two-year-old, man, she's a spitfire. She's a rebel. That's her nature. When I think about people who build with the present in mind, I kind of think of Rhea with a tower of blocks. That's my two-year-old just building it up willy-nilly and kicking it over, right? Because she's not, my five-year-old would be the one to like construct thoughtfully with a sturdy foundation. Man, my two-year-old, she's just building for right now. Does it look cool? And then she's going to kick it over. So, you know, on that final 
on that how, that's where you really want to take the time to make sure that when you're thinking about the future, I think not only do you need to plan, but you need to be in kind of a constant state of reflection, of auditing, of thinking through, is this working, of checking in. Um, so those are, those are kind of the thoughts that I had on my heart to share with you this morning about are you building with the future in mind. As I said, I wanted to leave a good amount of time for us to share reflections on this idea. Either if there's anything um, that resonated with you or anything you'd like to add, I'd love to look around the stage for some mic flashes this morning. If anyone would like to share on this topic of are you building with the future in mind, good morning. Good morning, beautiful Sarah. This is such a great segment. And I'll tell you what, when you mentioned the book Untamed, my ears perked up. That was one of the most life-changing books I've ever read. And I would like to share in picking up where you left off, because this might resonate with some folks around getting really focused on your own life. We're so often focused on, on everything but building our own life. And at the end of the section that you referred to about Tabitha the cheetah, after she's eating the steak, <clears throat> Glennon Doyle writes, I wish I could ask Tabitha what's happening inside, inside you right now, and I knew what she would tell me. She would say, something's off about my life. I feel restless and frustrated. I had this hunch everything was supposed to be more beautiful than this. I imagine fenceless, wide-open savannas I want to run and hunt and kill and sleep under an ink-black, silent sky filled with stars. It's all so real I can taste it. And then she'd look at the cage, she'd the only home she has ever known. She would look at the zookeepers, the spectators, and her best friend, Millie the Lab, and she would sigh, and she would say, I should be grateful, I have a good enough life. It's crazy to long for what doesn't exist. And I would say, Tabitha, you are not crazy. You are a cheetah. And I thought, man, that would be such a powerful thing to share with the room today, because how many of us feel that way, that life should be so much different than it is? And here we are in our 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, thinking, what the heck happened? So I just wanted to share that to kind of give closure to that section of the book and really thank you for a really Thank you so much, Monica. Yeah, and I think really there's no better time than now. I, I mean, I think that at all points in the year, but especially as we look at a new year, right, to think what if that restlessness is because you're a cheetah? So I'm right there with you. All right, who else would like to chime in this morning? As I said, I really intentionally wanted to leave some time. I hear a mic. Uh, Debbie, good Good morning. How are you? So it's funny, I, I get these um, quotes sent to me and this morning it was, the chief danger in life is that you may take too many precautions. How many times I thought, like that just really resonated with me because how many times in going forward and making plans to go forward, do I look at all the, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens? What if that happens? And I'm learning to kind of just do things and worry about the how along the way. So I think that one thing for going forward and, and having your future in mind is not so much being worried about precautions, but just kind of taking the leap of faith. And with that, I turn my. I love that so much. There was someone on stage and um, actually, I think it was Barbara Majeski who was talking about the difference between if you tell your children be careful um, versus something like I believe in you or be fearless or something like that to your exact point. 
Uh, and it's funny because my, my mom is that like very classic grandmother's my girls, whatever they do, she's always like, be careful, be careful, be careful, be careful. And I'm always then kind of like when I, you know, like pick them up afterwards and they're at the playground, I'm always like, just go jump, leave too. You know what I mean? And, um, cause I think that's so true, whether or not we're programmed at any age to be particularly cautious, um, versus to go for it. Who else would like to share this morning? I'm scrolling down towards the bottom half the stage. Hey, Sarah, it's Alexander. Go. I, I kind of want to just add to that point that you just referenced, because uh, for anyone that grew up Latino like me, my parents are both from Puerto Rico. Like everything is, like everything's like, be careful, be careful. You know, everything like, you know, get in the car, put on your seatbelt, call me when you get home. Like everything's almost just like constant worry of, all the potential dangers. So as a parent, <clears throat> I found myself almost perpetuating that same behavior. I, I grew up and I, I have these weird, like, for example, my grandmother once told me when I was young and I was swimming in a lake that we had a membership to with our boats and stuff, that if I put my ears underwater, amoebas would go in my ears. So I would swim in the lake like ears above water, like crazy little kid. Well, with my kids, I don't want to instill that fear. I want to instill courage. So I have to sometimes step away from scenarios because I know that my fear will want to have a visceral or a verbal effect in that moment and share it with them. And so I don't. And I think that one of the things that it, I've realized is that fear is contagious. And so I immediately put myself in a state of gratitude, immediately put myself in a state of courage or remove myself from the situation so as to not instill those fears into my kids. And I think it's powerful to do that, not just in playing on the playground, but in life in general. Like, you know, I remember climbing up um, El Junque, which is a rainforest in Puerto Rico. We're going up the mountains and it's a straight drop. And I had, I normally walk caboose and watch the whole family in front of me because I like to keep eyes on my world. Well, for this one, I had to tell my wife, I'm gonna have to be in front because I will instill fear in them if I continue because I'm not afraid for me, but I'm afraid for them. And I love that you, you said that and you shared that. I think it's imperative that we teach our kids to be kind and courageous in all things because that will permeate into business. It will permeate into their life. It's not just at the playground or on the mountains. And so I love that friend. I love you. Thank Alexander, I love that. Also, I didn't realize how much uh, your uh, Latina mom and my Jewish mom had in common. Oh, it's like but the same. Yes, it's like, like literally, literally the same. Oh my I gosh, promise. my mom would be like, unplug the toaster oven before you take out the toast so you don't get electrocuted. Yes, 100% we do that <laughs> <laughs> So I agree with you. I had to unlearn that. And literally everything with my children, she can see danger lurking around every corner. And I'm like very, and she's the best. She's the best mom and grandmother, but I'm very focused on raising my children more fearless than that. Tim Hunt, good morning. How good morning, Sarah. How are you, beautiful? I'm good. I'm excited to be here with all of you this morning. Absolutely. And I was so excited to be a part of the Champion Circle last night with you, Glenn, David, and, and just so many others, Ramon. It was truly a, an impactful evening. And, um, you know, I woke up this morning just energized and excited as ever. Um, and great share, Alexander. It's so funny you were talking about how your parents, you know, uh, are like, you know, worried and they're saying, don't do this, don't do that. My mother was a worry wart. And, and obviously she was just expressing love. I knew that, you know, as I started to, to grow and develop. Um, but great share. Um, Sarah, you had mentioned this aspect of, you know, having a strong why going into 2022. And, you know, I had learned uh, from a couple of mentors in a, 
network marketing business years ago that was quite successful that, you know, if your why is strong enough to make you cry, you will move forward, you will take action. Um, but one of the things I found out or really discovered as a coach is I coach others, I find that other people give responses that are memorized from the past instead of truly being uh, uh, present and internalizing what they're feeling as they're going through at that point in time. So I think when you had mentioned that aspect, and David said it, it is so true, so impactful. People that procrastinate, if you can move that that goal setting into 90 days, it gives you so much structure. You know, I and that that's for me. I know Ramil and I were talking about that um, last night in in the chat in the in the room as well. But it is really about being present and internalizing what's going on at that point in time. So uh, I will end with this win what's important now and take action so thank you so much sarah i appreciate you and i love you like cook food this is kevin i'm out i love you like cook food and i love my t-shirt this is a love you like cook food and i couldn't agree with you more um i think i have time for one more share before i pass it over to my brother justin if there's anyone else who'd really like to share on hey, this sir, this is renee i would love to share hey, hey, beauty I know. Good morning to everyone. Great morning, Breakfast with Champions. And such a wonderful share today, Sarah. As um, Marvin said, you always push everybody to just really start thinking um, more and more every day. And today was a great segment. And one of the things I want to share also, because how we are preparing ourselves, um, literally, it definitely starts from within. And some of the things what we have to think about too, you know, having that desire, you know, sometimes people don't always, they can't always see where they're going, you know. However, building up that character from within is so important and not only is so important you know what i realize sometimes you always see all these beautiful faces on you know in the in the media alongside with celebrities and sometimes they don't even have a, a, a core value of themselves from within and one of the things i'll share with you guys too you know it's not about a pretty face. It's about what's inside that really matters. And with that 75 card, I was talking to Tim. We had breakfast um, over the weekend, and we were talking about that 75 heart. Just to give you an example, it really helped us to change the person that we were. Not so much as on the outside. The outside was kind of like the end result, right? But it really took a lot of mindset. It really took character, it took consistency, and most importantly, determination. So when you get into a point of understanding your purpose, it's not about you guys. It really is about what it is that you're doing to impact others. I remember when Joy was the person that pushed me out of that bed, in addition to Glenn Lundy. But when I saw Joy running that morning for that 75 heart, I'm like, if Joy can do it, so can I. And lo and behold, it definitely was one of those things about this circle. We hold each other accountable. We want to see everyone win. And I'll add this too, because coming from Africa, I realize sometimes people can't really visualize something because they don't have anything. They don't have television. They don't have the beautiful pictures or, or whatever the other opportunities we have here. However, 
when you get the opportunity, use your voice. Your voice can definitely help others to find their way from that inner strength. And those are some of the things that I'm so looking forward to. My 2022 is going to be so freaking bigger than what 2021 was about. And I'm starting off with kicking the doors down because I know for sure, as Glenn said, I'm impacting millions for 2022. Thank you so. Wow, Renee, that was a super powerful share. I am great. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.